Welcome to Tower Talks. I'm Ashley. And I'm Caitlin. This is the podcast where oversharing is caring and no subject is off limits. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We decided on this episode that we would do a little introduction so that you know who your podcast hosts are and uh, just a little basic info about us. So, Ashley, do you want to start? Sure. I am Ashley Bingham. I'm married to Elliot, and we have two kids. Addison is eight, and Charlie is six. So we are in the elementary age stage. And Elliot is my brother, so Ashley is my sister-in-law. Yes. Which, over the past few years, has become more of a friendship. Even though we were friends before that, it was like, it's <laughs> it's really like developed more over the last couple of years. Um. I'm married to Josh Childs. My name is Caitlin Childs. Uh, We have two kids. So Kellen, my son, is five. And Fiona, my daughter, just turned, well, she's one and a half now. So we're in the toddler stages, which Mm -hmm. is my favorite. So (laughs) we're, we're having fun over here. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story over, well, kind of like your testimony. Yeah. So I was, grew up in church. Um, I was saved when I was eight years old and I never really, I guess I never learned how to develop a real relationship with God. I just kind of did what I like to call like checklist Christianity. Like I was checking off the boxes, making sure I was doing what I was supposed to do, being a good girl, you know, all these things. And, um, I guess I kind of thought of God as more of like a celebrity figure. (laughs) Like, I know about you. I know what you stand for. And I really like that. Yeah. But I didn't, even though I I talked to him every day, I didn't really know him one-on-one. I'd never learned who God was to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Until about two years ago, dad was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and we'll go into that whole story um, in another episode, but it was a big wake-up call for me, and I decided to fight it the only way that I knew how, which was through prayer, and so I just really started praying as hard as I can for as long as I could, and that just kind of led to God you know, coming closer to me and telling me more about myself and my identity and who I am, who he says that I am and uh, things like that. And so it really just changed my, my whole life. I mean, it's touched every area of my life just because I have developed that intimate one-on-one relationship with him. Right. So what about you? Kind of the same story. Like we were both raised well, I was saved when I was in third grade, and then it's just go to church, read your Bible, be good, like, your whole life. That's what you learned. Um, so we were just kind of going through the motions of Christianity, and then after your dad was diagnosed, it was probably six months to a year after that that just me and Elliot hit a major bump in the road in our relationship and I felt very alone. And then 
it was kind of like my one person who I would go to when I'm sad or who I would want to talk things out with was the person that I was in this with. So then my only option was pray (laughs) and talk to God about it and listen to him about it kind of thing. So that really started changing my way of living with God and allowing him in and really focusing on what he is saying about situations instead of just what I think or currently feel because that's not always the best thing to go off of, (laughs) especially when you're very angry and hurt. Um, So yeah, that has completely changed how I look at things and learn about things and handle things. Well, and I think that's something that a lot of people maybe don't realize is um, that it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. (laughs) Because especially living in the South, being in the Bible Belt, it's kind of more of a culture than anything. Like you go to church because it's, it's what you do. Yeah. Like we just down here, we believe in Jesus. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's just kind of the culture we all go to church on Sunday mornings and if you don't you're kind of weird yeah it's it's not um not saying that people who don't go to church are weird (laughs) that that is what the southern culture tells you we love you even if you don't go to church um but I think that down here it's just like a lot of people have that you know checklist Christianity where we go to church but we don't really develop an intimate relationship mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what I describe as like when I invited God into my heart when I was saved it was almost like I, I just let him into the foyer yeah <laughs> like you you can only come in this far sit down don't wander there's a lot of yucky stuff in here I don't want you to see and uh you know because he's a gentleman he'll do that mm-hmm. but That's not how he designed it to be. Right. And so it wasn't until dad got cancer that it was almost like he was like, okay, are you going to let me all the way in now? Mm -hmm. You know? And when I said, yes, whatever you need to do, that was when he comes in and starts taking all that yucky stuff that I was so ashamed of and just turning it into something beautiful and just clean the whole place up and my whole life changed because of it. Right. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't realize is available to them. Yeah. Because they have been taught their whole life, like, you're supposed to be good. You messed up. You did this. And that's just shame. You are a dirty, dirty sinner. (laughs) Yeah. Where then when you do let him in and allow him to clean it up, the way he does things like that is just wild. Uh, It's incredible. And he, he never, ever, not once has made me feel guilt or shame right ever because the way that he transforms things he does it with such love and such gentleness and kindness that it's it makes you want to be a better person yeah it's not you're doing this because you're supposed to right like you want to read your bible because you want to learn more about him Mm -hmm. you want to go to church and worship him because you know he deserves it not just because you're supposed to right it literally changes everything So with that, what would you say is an example of something that he took and changed for you? The biggest thing would probably be 
um, my identity. And a lot of that came with feeling unworthy. Um, like we said, it was just kind of like, (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think that growing up in church, like they were always telling me how bad I was, you know, it wasn't like that, but it was like, that was just the lens that I viewed everything from. Mm -hmm. And so being kind of predisposed to that, (laughs) then it was just kind of amplified, um, through those types of messages. And so I just felt like a dirty, dirty sinner. I felt like I was worthy of nothing that I was just maybe, I could earn God's favor if I did what I was supposed to be doing to please him. Yeah. And one night I was sitting in my living room watching TV after all my kids had gone to bed. All my kids. (laughs) After both of my kids had gone to bed. (laughs) I have hundreds. No. Um, And so they had both gone to bed and I'm sitting there watching TV in the living room because that's what mothers do apparently. And he said, hey, can you turn off the TV? I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. So I turn off the TV and he said, I want to talk to you about what you earn versus what you deserve. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. And he said, why don't you tell me the kind of things that you earn? And I was like, okay, um, I guess you can earn money. You can earn people's respect. You can earn people's trust. Those kind of things. He said, yeah. Now, what do you deserve? And I was just like, well, I went to Sunday school. (laughs) So (laughs) I know this answer. I deserve nothing because I'm a dirty sinner. And apart from you, I'm just completely worthless. And he said, wrong. And I was like, what do you mean wrong? And he said, that was the old you. That was who you were when you were separated from me. But now you're a new creation. And so that doesn't apply to you anymore. He said, what you deserve is everything that your father paid for Mm -hmm. with his son on the cross. And he even took it a step further by saying, like, you're you're royalty. You are my daughter. You're a daughter of the king. That means you are automatically royalty. You do not earn your title. Daughters of the king don't earn their title. It's their birthright. They are given it simply because of who their father is. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do for it to be taken away from you. And, of course, I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah. (laughs) Because it just spoke identity into me and, like, told me who I am. And that... I, I I mean, he slowly, it was a process, but he slowly broke me of having to feel like I had to earn everyone's love, mm-hmm. earn everyone's affection, earn everyone's attention. And it became something that I believed was inherently mine. Yeah. Just because he's my dad. Yeah. Any examples you can think of? Well, we were just talking not too long ago. So I have one that's a rule follower. And my kids, and one that is very go with the flow, like all out, all the time. And somebody asked me the other day, like, where does Charlie get this from? And I was like, well, really, once you get to know me and Elliot, you see more of that. Like, I'm very introverted and very quiet at first, but once you get in, like, 
Let's have fun. I'll talk about absolutely anything <laughs> kind of thing. No subject is off limits. Right. <clears throat> but um, then I got to thinking about it and I was like, I really did used to always dance, always be so funny and lighthearted and blah, blah, blah. But then these things happen or you make choices and then that shame and who other people say you are or like we were talking about at church growing up nobody ever talks about the messy stuff no you're just supposed to be good and when nobody talks about it you're like what is wrong with me I've done all this stuff yeah and all that and you just feel so bad about it so I think I slowly started to shut down and then even as an adult walking through all of our stuff it's just you're all alone and you're dealing with so much stuff or so much shame or so much history from what's happened to you throughout your life that you just kind of lose that part of yourself. And even the other day he was talking about that with my identity and it was like all of that's going to start coming back. Like yeah. you are fun. You are lighthearted. You do go with the flow. Like all of it's going to start coming back yeah. kind of thing. But that's once you – deal with the messy and the hard and let him into those things and let him speak who you really are over you life has a way of hardening you yes for sure just by I mean nothing of your own fault it's just circumstances yeah and um I get that but what I mean one thing I think that you said that's important to touch on is that you felt alone yeah and we've talked about that, how important that is to have people who go through the messy stuff with you. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what sparked our friendship. Right. I mean, like we said, we were friends before, but it was like, it got deep. <laughs> yeah. Because you posted on Instagram, like, because you were already in the midst of growing your relationship and changing right. things. And you're like, I feel like I'm just supposed to put this out there that if you need me to pray for you, let me know. And I texted you on the side. I was like, girl, that's me. <laughs> Just go ahead and pray. And you, the vision that you got and the words that you had were spot on for where we were. And you knew nothing yeah. about it. And that's when I think I just broke down on the phone with you. And I was like, this is what's happening. Yeah. And yeah, you stayed in it. And we've slowly been walking through things together. And then... Right. Things come up with your dad or things come up with the kids or things just keep going on with me and Elliot. But it's just having that person that is willing to get in the messy with you and walk through it. Well, and that's kind of the reason I was able to do that was because God had already been speaking identity into me. Yeah. And one of the things that he had told me or one of the lies that he broke off of me was that I was too nosy, mm -hmm. you know? Like, um, there was just kind of this idea that like, if somebody's going through something, you don't ask questions because that's nosy and that's rude and that's invasive. And if they wanted you to know, they would tell you kind of thing. Yeah. And while that may be true for some people, that may be who you are. And I'm like, you should definitely not operate outside of who God created you to be. But for me specifically, he was like, no, <laughs> mm -hmm. that I made you that way because you're an empathetic person. You can sense when people are going through it. Yeah. You sniff it out. You go after it, you know, kind of thing. And so I just remember like <laughs> coming to you and being like, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be nosy. 
but I feel like God has told me that I am the person that if, you know, if I sense something's wrong, I don't want to not say anything. Yeah. Like, I want to be that person who is going to go through the trenches with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've done the same for me. Like, just having that there's a bond that's kind of unbreakable when you go through something like that together and there's no judgment. There's no, even if, you know, we're not handling situations like the other would. Yeah. It's, there's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no guilt. It's just like, okay, how are we doing today? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's important too, like that we don't handle things the exact same way. Yes. Like, again, you're very creative and visual and you get visions and things. And I just have, a peace and an understanding. I'm also more hot headed. So when I would come to you about things, be like, girl, this is what I'm about to do. You can be like, um, let's maybe not. Let's take just a minute. And <laughs> so that's important. I think that's why we're supposed to do things in community and with a support system because you learn from each other. Right. And they can tell you hold up a minute like that's your feelings right now that's not what we actually need to do and then the other person on the receiving end having the grace to either say okay I'm going to take your advice Mm -hmm. or I disagree with you in this area but we're still like it's not affecting our relationship yeah it's it's a balance for sure so back to like being that person for somebody else or having those people in your life I think that is Definitely something that in the Christian church world, we're really missing. Or we're not necessarily missing, but missing the mark on. Because like when our stuff started, we reached out to people that we thought were going to be there and support us and walk through this with us and, you know, lead, guide, all the things. And I don't know. It seemed like they kind of tried, but did not at the same time yeah so then we really again feel like oh this is really messy like this we shouldn't have told anybody or you're just in this alone like you have to figure it out now kind of thing but I don't think that's what it's supposed to be like no certainly not because when you think about biblical examples of people who were going through some messy stuff for example the woman that was caught in adultery Mm mm-hmm all the church people were throwing shame. Yeah. Heaping it like burning coals on her head. Yeah. And brought her to Jesus thinking he's going to fix her, you know, fix her mistake. Look at this woman. Look what she did. Right. What can you possibly have to say about this? Yeah. But then if you look at how he walked her through that. Yeah. Like it says she was come, she was thrown down in front of him, but then he got down. He got on oh, her level. I love that. And, and then he just starts doodling in sand, letting them say all the things that they're going to say. And then he just calls it back on them. Like, okay. Like, I hear you. But, you know, if, you, if you've if you never sinned, go ahead. Yep. Kind of thing. And one by one, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And backed up. And then he still is just sitting there alone with her in the mess. Uh, yeah, key, <laughs> key word, just sitting there. Yes. He was not condemning her. He was not reiterating everything she'd done wrong. Mm-mm. He was not telling her what she needed to do to fix it. Yeah. He sat 
with her. Because she already knows. Yes. You already know. And the thing that I love uh, so much about him is that Jesus always, always, always loves people exactly where he finds them. Mm -hmm. But he never leaves them where he finds them. Yes. So long as they are willing to put in the work. Yeah. Because even then, it was like, okay, you you know why we're here. Yep. I don't have to tell you <laughs> why Go this is wrong. And sin no more. Yep. Kind of thing. And the impact that that had, like the grace that he showed her, I'm Absolutely. sure was so much more life-changing. Well, it was almost like he gave her a clean slate. Yeah. Like, this doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Start over. Yeah. Just try not to sin anymore. Do your best. I will love you either way. Yes. That is what we're missing. Yes. That's what we need more of. For and sure. And just the sitting with her. Well, because, I mean, I've shared this with you before. I went through a period of depression mm -hmm. that lasted about four years. And... It was dark. Yeah. I mean, it was it was one of the darkest periods of my life. And I felt very alone because I felt like nobody understood. Mm -hmm. Even though they tried to be there for me, they didn't understand why I was there in the first place. Yeah. And I would have these visions of Jesus just sitting on my bed. Mm -hmm. He wasn't saying anything. He wasn't encouraging me to get up and face the day and I'll be with you and you know right he just sat there and it was almost like it was unspoken but he was it was almost like he was saying I'm here as mm -hmm. long as it takes I will be here and then like thinking back to the whole thing about I used to be fun I used to dance all around and carefree I think when that really shifted to was having kids and then that postpartum mm -hmm. <laughs> stage and I don't know maybe some postpartum depression you know I never talked about it with anyone so I was never diagnosed <laughs> right. but all of those life changes have such an impact too and I feel like letting people into that or if I would have had this relationship with God at that point then they can pull those things out of you kind yes, of thing and absolutely. just be in that with you and say it's gonna be okay like, you're right. not in this alone. Let me help you. Those kinds of things. So with all of that, I would just like to challenge anyone listening to, if you're going through something, reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend or someone that you trust or just reach out to Jesus. I mean, you really can't go wrong with letting him into a painful situation because he will always make it more beautiful than he found it. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you don't have that sense of community and you need a physical person <laughs> to walk through stuff with you, uh, just message us. I mean, yeah, message us on Facebook, um, Tower Talks Podcast, Talks with an S with Caitlin and Ashley, and then the same on Instagram. And yeah. we will do our best to just point you to God and help you through it however we need to. And even if at this point you don't have anything going on, maybe you can ask God, is there anyone in my life that I need to reach out to kind of thing and be that person for somebody else or just send them an encouraging word because even if they don't want to talk about it, 
like your words can really make a difference in their life and whatever they happen to be going through. Absolutely. I would also like to say that if you have any questions or any topics that you would like us to cover on this podcast, shoot us a message with that too. And we will do our best to answer any questions you have. Absolutely. Love you.